Hey there, it is Allison McGee, your host, coming to you from wintry Minneapolis, where I just shoveled the sidewalk and steps and backyard path. Shoveling is one of my favorite chores. I love the scrape of the shovel, the echoes of all the other scraping shovels all over my neighborhood, the cold, still air. I love the effort it takes to fling that sparkling snow from the sidewalk onto the dormant gardens. Everyone else in my house also loves to shovel snow, but I'm the early riser, so I'm the one who gets to do it. Today I am thinking about code words between people who are close to each other, words passed down over years or a lifetime that have meaning only to the people who know them. The way my youngest daughter and I don't say goodbye to each other, we say, okay, see you, the way the father in Kim's Convenience, which is a show we both adore, says it to his customers when they leave his store. Or the way one of my best friends long ago and I would look at each other solemnly and whisper, mingle, mingle, fried chicken. Because he had inexplicably whispered those words to me at a party once when we were teenagers. You have code words too, between you and your best friends, you and your family. We all do. When I read the magical poem, Bisedu, by Yali Kamara, code words were what I thought of. And then someone I adore popped into my mind all of a sudden, someone I haven't seen in a long time. His name is Kareem. He was one of my son's closest friends growing up. Kareem and his family back then lived one block away from us on Gerard Avenue South. My first memories of Kareem are as this tiny little kindergartner, silent, shy, waiting at the same school bus stop as my son. Within weeks, they were buddies, and so began an entire childhood's worth of memories shared between first the two of them, and then Kareem and our whole family. He'd show up at the door, or just come on in, sit around the table, voicing his many opinions. (laughs) He quickly changed from being shy, asking his many questions. I used to call him Kareem Cheese, which he hated. But tolerated, maybe because it was me, maybe because he didn't want to be disrespectful to a grown-up. As Kareem and my son got older and could venture out on their own, they would head into our neighborhood uptown or around the lakes or off on their bikes. Many was the time all of us would go somewhere together, and then on the way back we would drop Kareem off at his apartment building. But we never drove away, we would sit there and wait all of us, staring out the car windows, because on each landing of each floor of Kareem's apartment building, there was a huge window. And Kareem's apartment was on the top floor, the fourth floor. And on every single, he would run up the stairs of every single landing and then pretend to fall against each of the landing windows on every floor. (laughs) Each time, a different kind of fall, and we would all just sit there and laugh. Kareem had the ability to make us all laugh so hard. Once, on a camping trip, it was late at night and we were sitting around the fire telling two lies and a truth. Once, on another trip to northern Minnesota, I hired a float plane to take us up above the Boundary Waters, which 
is a vast tract of water and islands, lakes and rivers in the borderland between Minnesota and Canada. There was room for three of us besides the pilot and we all had headphones on. I don't think any of us knew that whatever we said or whispered to ourselves could be heard by everyone else in that little plane. And I always hear Kareem's voice as we took off and up into the sky in that tiny little plane, the islands and woods and water of those vast boundary waters so close below us. And he whispered, oh my God, in a voice so quiet and full of wonder that it didn't seem like the Kareem I knew on the outside, that boy who was always making us laugh. Another time after a soccer game in which Kareem almost made an incredible goal that would have won the game, emphasis on almost, he recounted a few times <laughs> the incredible goal that he had almost made until finally his mother, the beautiful Nahid, looked at him and said, but you didn't, and we all laughed. Another time at the late, great, tremendously mourned Evergreen Taiwanese restaurant. One of our favorite restaurants, a basement place where you sat under fluorescent lights and you could go up to the refrigerator case in the front and retrieve your own appetizers. We were all figuring out what to order. In a Chinese restaurant, you order a bunch of dishes and you share them all, but this was not going over well with Kareem, who was fixated on his single favorite dish, sesame chicken. Okay, tell you what, I said. I'll order two sesame chickens. You can have one all to yourself. That did go over well. When it came time for the fortune cookies, they were the kind with a fortune on one side and a learned Chinese vocabulary word or phrase on the other in characters and a semi-phonetic translation. Kareem's word was fruit, which based on the strange phonetics, he pronounced shuigu. <laughs> it's actually pronounced shuigua, but you know, shuigu. To this day in our family, all one of us has to say is, but you didn't. And that lost soccer game, the incredible almost goal that never happened. And Nahid's laughing brown eyes comes back. All one of us has to say is shuigu. And that night at the evergreen comes back, the fluorescent lights, the kind proprietor slash waiter and his chef wife, the tofu skin appetizer we were all nuts about, the tiny little fortune cookie slip held in Kareem's hand, and the way he kept saying shuigu over and over, making us all laugh. When my son and Kareem got to high school, they remained friends. They're still friends. But other friends, different sports, different classes tugged at them. Kareem's family bought a house. They no longer lived a block away. And finally, quickly, it seemed like it happened all at once. The boys and all their friends were graduating from high school. They went to a huge high school. And the ceremony was held not there 
Uh, there were too many people, but at Northrop Auditorium on the campus of the University of Minnesota, a big auditorium, a big graduation, thousands of students and their families milling around outside beforehand. It had been a long time since I'd seen Kareem, a long time since he'd sat around the table with the whole family. My older daughter and I were making our way into the auditorium when suddenly I saw him. There he was, his back against a tree, wearing a white suit, his graduation cap in hand. He was maybe 50 feet away, and my daughter and I looked at him. We both felt the same way, shy and unsure. Maybe the way that Kareem had felt, that little tiny kindergartner I remembered waiting for the bus. And we just began to cross into the building. And then suddenly we heard him calling to us, Hey, don't I get a hug? And there he was, waving us over. We laughed. I remember it was hard not to cry. It's kind of hard not to cry right now, hugging that grown-up kid. I remember looking at him and thinking of that tiny, shy kindergartner he used to be. Oh, Kareem, forgive me for calling you Kareem Cheese, even though you're always going to be Kareem Cheese to me. That's the kind of thing you have to put up with with someone who, even if she hasn't seen you in many a year, will love you forever. Shooey-goo. So here is the poem, Bisedu, that got me thinking all these memories about our beloved Kareem. This poem is so beautiful and so telling and revealing on so many levels, and yet it's the tenderness and the shared code between people who love each other that I most love about it. Here is... The poem. Bisedu. While sipping coffee in my mother's Toyota, we hear the bird call of two teenage boys in the parking lot. I, one says, Bisedu, the other returns as they reach for each other. Their cupped handshake pops like the first fat firecrackers of summer. Their fingers shimmy as if they're solving a Rubik's Cube just beyond our sight. Moments later, their swins head in opposite directions. My mother turns to me, revealing the milky John Waters mustache-thin foam on her upper lip. Na English? She asks, tickled by this tangle of new language. All right. Be safe, dude. I pull apart each syllable like string cheese for her. Oh, yeah. padi. She smiles, surprisingly broken by the tenderness expressed by what half my family might call thugs. Bisedu, 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 we chirp in the car, then nightly into our phones after I leave California. Bisedu, she says, as she softly muffles the rattling of my bones in newfound sobriety. Bisedu, I say years later, her response made raspy by an oxygen treatment at the ER. Bisedu, we whisper to each other across the country. 
like some word from deep in a somewhere too newborn pure for the outdoors. But we saw those two boys do it in broad daylight under a decadent, ruinous sun. That poem, Bisedu, is by the wonderful poet Yale Kamara. Please check out her website, which is yelala.com. That's Y-A-Y-L-A-L-A.com. And that is it for today's show, my folks. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending the link to someone else who might. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Additional music by Kelly Krebs. Today's poem, Bisedu, by Yali Kamara, was read with the kind permission of the poet who also so generously read it for us. Please do check out more of her work at her lovely website, yelala.com. Words by Winter is created and hosted by me at writer Allison McGee. Tell me what you're going through, and I will go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through, the way that poems have been helping me ever since I was a little girl. You can send me a voice memo via email to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or just drop me a line at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more info, go to alisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter, conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life because it's rough out there and we have to help each other through. Thank you.